Hello? Hello? And hello. We are back at it again. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is Kingdom Generation Church. And we are in Kingdom Connection this week, our podcast. God is great. God is good. I'm happy with what he's doing with everyone's life and how he continues to never, ever fail us. No matter what happens, no matter what we ask for, no matter what we go through, there's always a breakthrough. There's always a lifting, a changing, a support that he brings to us right on time. And we are grateful for what he does. And we're also grateful for what he doesn't allow. Thankful for that. I'm and particularly grateful for what the Lord has done for me today with this new series that he wants me to teach. This new series is not a short one. It is a very long one that's actually going to take us into October. About 17 different episodes. But everything is going to be stemming from identity. Not focusing on us, but focusing on Christ who he is, what he values, what he looks like, what we look like, how we should mimic him, all of that. The point of the cross was for us to be reconciled unto him and for us to be acquainted with who we really are supposed to be, his image bearer. When we are saved, we go back into union with him so we can have a relationship relationship with him so we can learn how to be like him but to be like him we have to learn how to be like him by reading his word and studying his word and praying and studying his word and praying and testing his word and increasing our faith as we talked about a couple weeks ago but we don't know who he is unless we study who he is and god is infinitely big so we can study one subject And study that same subject for years and years and years to come. And he can continuously have revelation. Give us revelation upon revelation upon revelation. So today, it's about what God values. The topic is value God's valued. E-D. Value God's valued. Who does God value? Us. And we can understand our value right in Genesis 1, reading the whole chapters. We, reading the whole chapter, we can look at how significant and how important we are because the whole Bible is based upon redemption, us being redeemed back to him because of the fall that happened in Genesis 2. But looking at how God made the how, how God made the heavens and the earth and all that kind of stuff and all the six days, He saved us for the last day. He created all of these things, the atmosphere, the the um, the the, the trees, the birds, everything that we can see in the natural. He created. He created an atmosphere, a place for us to dwell in. He didn't create us first and then create everything else around us. He created and made the environment perfect for us to dwell in. He prepared the way for us to dwell there. Just like when when a woman gets pregnant, what what does the uh, the 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 woman and her husband do? They prepare the baby room. They make the room perfect for the environment for the baby. 
putting up the pictures, having the right colors if it's a boy or a girl. And if they don't want black, if they don't want blue or pink, they can get a neutral color like yellow, whatever they want. They can put the toys and the rocking chairs in there, making sure they have the diapers and just all these different things. They prepare the environment for what's to come. Because if they have the baby and there's no room for the baby to go into, which is the case for some people who might be less fortunate, but if there's nothing for the baby to dwell in, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the baby to be comfortable. So the so the Lord created this whole world, not necessarily for our comfort, uh, but he, he created it for us. He wanted everything to be perfect for us because we can argue comfort and not comfort. But when it comes to us, and we use that same word value, what do we value? What do we value? What is important to us as human? And regardless if you are a true believer, born again believer, or a person who is practicing sin, a lot of us tend to have the same values. Sometimes we think about the Lord. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we think about our toys and our cars and our riches. Sometimes we think about giving them and using them for the kingdom. A lot of times we don't. We have to think about what we value. But I made a list. This is the, these are the things that we value. We value technology. We value technology. Apple, Android, the phone. I, can, I have a hard time putting my phone down. Luke Wilson has an issue with his phone. I have it on me all the time. It's 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 a part of me. And sometimes he said, well, we, we have to put the phone down, but the phone is so important to life in 2021, it's hard to put it down. It's a part of life. But I value it. And we all value technology. Some people value cars, like the Teslas and all that kind of stuff. That's the new thing. People like those expensive Bugatti. And, and I, heard the, I heard the word Bugatti, and I had to look up. I said, how much do these cars cost? The cheapest one is $1.7 million. Why are you spending money on a Bugatti? For what? For what? These, these cars cost millions of dollars. And it's made from the same earth as a Toyota. The same earth... That provides material for a Toyota, provides material for a Tesla. But we as humans just put value on certain things. Never in my life would I ever buy anything that much mo- with that much money, even if I had it. It's ridiculous. Another thing we value, degrees, education. I'll put my hand up for that. I love school. I love learning. If I can I'd be a full-time student and, and that be my job, and that's all I do, I would love to get paid to go to school and, and that be my thing. It's not a reality because you got to go to school and take that information and use it and be productive in society and give back to what you have learned. But people value education and degrees. Everybody wants their doctorate degree. Some people are getting it for free and just paying for the name doctor, which is legal. You can call yourself a doctor without actually doing the work for a doctorate and you legally can be called doctor such and such. Or people I go to the traditional route and actually go to school to get the doctorate degree. But education is valued. If you don't have the education, if you don't have the certificate, if you don't have the training, you can't do the job sometimes. Food. Food is in everything. Food is in the parent-teacher conferences. Food is in the, the, um, the church picnic. 
it's in the fundraiser food is before or after the concert food is at the funeral food is at the wedding food is everywhere we value food we love food we love food so much that we love we don't want our food to leave our 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 bellies because our bellies start to grow fatter and fatter because we love food so much alcohol it's another thing that's highly valued. People feel like they can't have a good time or be loose and be comfortable to do things unless they had a few drinks in them so they can be loose. No, it's, it's, it just shows that you have a lack of confidence that you need to be able to, to drink in order to have the confidence to do something. No, just, just do the thing. Some people say, well, I can't, drink, I can't dance unless, unless I have a few cocktails in me or a few... I'm like, well, if, if you have to drink to dance, just don't dance. Just just... But we love alcohol. Alcohol is with everything. Is alcohol bad? No, it's not. There are some people who believe, Christians believe that you should never, ever, ever drink. Some people don't have self-control. Those people shouldn't drink. But alcohol, isn't. it's not a sinful thing to consume. It's not. Sports. Sports, 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 sports. A multi-million dollar, billion dollar business. Sports. People would rather go to a sporting event than to church. People are more active, more cheerful, more happy. They're more extroverted, more uh, interactive with uh, each other in a sporting event. But are very quiet, very to themselves, very reserved at church. Where the loudest arenas and the loudest screams need to happen at church. Because a team full of men running with a ball or bouncing a ball versus the creator of the universe who turned your dusty, sinful life into a life of gold because you're now connected to him. Spending a, a, now spending a life of, eter- of eternity with him outweighs a football game, outweighs a basketball game. But we cheer more for basketball than we do our uh, our Lord and Savior. What do we value more? What do we value? We're valuing the sports. We value other people's opinions. We love to change things to make other people happy. We are people pleasers. Even those people who say they're not, I don't care what people say. I, yes, you do. Every single person on this earth has cared or somewhat cares what other people think. I do. That's why I like to remain with good integrity. But I used to be a major, major people pleaser to the point where my demise in certain things. There's certain things, there's certain ways I have totally messed up my life. Totally messed up my life when I was younger because I was trying to please people, trying to fit in, trying to be something I'm not, trying to make others happy at my expense. That's A lot of us do that. Pleasing people all the time. For what? For what? It, it, you don't gain anything by it. You're not necessarily gaining a friend. They're, you're, they're gaining something that you're giving them. But you can't maintain a lie. Because if you're people-pleasing, you're trying to maintain a lie. You, they don't lie to yourself. Just be who God has created you to be. And the people who are supposed to be with you will come. If it's two people, that's all you need to have with you. I have, some, I have my inner circle. I, I have my wife and my daughter. I have my best friend. I have my family. I have my, my church family. And I have everybody else. 
on the outskirts. Some people are further out. I don't need to have everybody close to me. You don't need to have everybody close to you either. We don't need to please people, but we are always trying to please people. How do we please them? How are we doing that? We're going to the gym and so we have to have the rock hard abs. We gotta have we have to have perfect bodies. We're on these spending all this money on diets and having uh, the nails, hair, haircuts, shaves, uh, having the uh, trying to figure out the, the right kind of body type I need to have. Am I going to have an hourglass figure? Am I going to have the six pack and the big pecs at the top? Am I going to have uh, a, a large forearms, big calves? Am I going to find a way to make myself taller by wearing stilettos? It, it, do I like my skin color? Am I going to change my skin color, make it lighter, make it darker? Because Lighter is in or darker is in. What am I going to do? Do I want to go tanning to make my skin lighter? I'm so pasty. I'm so white. I don't like how white I am. I'm going to make myself darker. Or I don't like how dark I am. I'm going to put on a skin lightening cream. To please other people. For attention. Because you don't love yourself. These are the things that we value. Now, from this list, is it wrong to value technology, cars, degrees, Food, alcohol, sports, other people's opinions, and outward appearance. It's okay to... Are those things okay? To a certain extent, yeah. It's, it's okay to, to care what your spouse thinks. To care how your child looks at you. To care what your boss thinks of you. It's okay. It's okay. But what's more important? What they care about or what God cares about? What you care about, what you value, or what God values. We know these things are of value to us because of the money that we spend with these things. So you can say, how do, how do you know that I, that I value these things so much? We, we value what we put our money into. How much alcohol are you buying? How much money are you spending on sports? How much food are you buying? How much money are you spending on on education? Do you keep going back to school? Do you keep taking out loans? I had that issue. I said, Lord, take my loans away. But I said yes to the loans. It was my decision to take out all those college loans. How much money am I spending on trying to get the perfect body, trying to work out, make your body fit, but make your body fit and look good for the Lord. Not for man's attention, because you're going to draw in the wrong attention. You're going to draw in the wrong attention. You put all your money in these things. That's where your heart is going to go. Look at Matthew 6, 19 through 21 and verse 24. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Sorry. You cannot serve God and money. I'm going to get mad from but people do serve man. So this is all about where are you putting your money? 
How much money are you putting in to your clothes, into your hair, into your gym, into your alcohol, into your degrees, into your cars, your, your, your gadgets, your technology? And then also ask yourself, how much money am I putting in for the Lord's work? Am I making donations to the church that I attend to? Am I making donations to the cause that's helping the poor, that's helping children, that's helping orphans, that's helping widows? Am I putting in money that's going to help the people who are hungry, the people who might need help with housing? Am, am, am I putting my time and my energy into places that, into things that helping people and elevating people? Can I do both? Can I put money into myself and money into others? Yes. Of course. But it's all about the intent of your heart. What's the reason for you to overindulge in certain things? What's your reason for going to, to the gym? Are you going to the gym to be healthy so you can use your body to be able to serve and to and, and for ministry? Or are you are you so stuck on your appearance that you have to have this certain look in your body, this certain shape, so you can feel good about yourself, so other people can look and say ooh and ah. Because that's what a lot of us do. That's what I used to do. I used to be thin. I used to have a six-pack. I used to have a great body. I don't know what happened. Why did this happen? Food. But I was, I was doing that for me. So I, can, so I can help my self-esteem. Because it's a little low with my parents because I was always a, health, uh, a heavier kid. But when I got to the size that I wanted... It, it, was, it, it, it wasn't enough. I had to do more. I had to do more. And I had to do a lot to maintain it. I had to find Christ to have my fulfillment in. So I spent all this money to do these things because I valued my appearance so high. Higher than God at times. There are times where I value education higher than Christ. I put all my money in these things. But the word is saying, do not lay yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. If all these things, these gadgets, the food, the alcohol, sports, your, your body, it's going to die. It's going to be destroyed. You're going to get a new glorified body, a perfect body where you don't even have to work out. You don't have to exercise. Everything's going to be perfect. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But yes, we are to take care of this vessel, this church, this temple that God has given us. Care for it. Eat the right foods. Work out. Do these things. We do that to maintain. But we can't forget the treasures that we have to lay up in heaven. The treasures that we're laying up in heaven happen through obedience. Happen through the expansion of the faith. The weight of the glory that God is going to give us in heaven is associated to the faith that you had here in serving him. Because serving God takes faith. Pleasing him. You can't please God without faith. That's the thing that pleases him. So he's going to reward what pleases him. And that's faith. We got to exercise that and take his word, test his word and, 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 and speak on it and say, this is Lord. This is what your word says. So I'm going to believe it and I'm not going to budge from it until I see it operational in the natural. Everything happens in the spiritual and I'm believing in the spiritual, but I know there's going to be natural, natural manifestation of it. 
There's going to be natural implications of it. Something's going to come in my, in my eyes and I'm going to be able to see it. And I'm going to wait on your word because it doesn't come back void. I'm going to accept what your word says and I'm going to stand firm on it. That's laying treasure in heaven. Those kinds of things don't rust. Those kinds of things someone can't steal. Those kinds of things are are not um, are, are are not going to be um, taken away from you. Once you have that treasure up there with the Lord, it's it's there. It's not going to go anywhere because once it's there, you can't even take it because you have reached a level where you're not even going to want to go back to where you were. Before you reach that level. We can't serve two masters. We can't serve ourselves and serve God. So what God values is. He he values his own perfect image so much. That he's willing to share his perfection with man. He shared his image with us. When we look in the mirror, we are supposed to see God in our appearance and in our actions. We are supposed to see our creator. In Genesis 1 and 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Genesis 1 and 6. Not only did he give us life, but he gave us his life. And I'm not even talking about Jesus' sacrifice. He gave us him. We are his. Splitting image. We are not yet perfect. Completely. And we will be. We're working towards that. But we have his image. Not only did he he give us his image, but he gave us a purpose with his image. God has a purpose too. He has a will. He has things that he wants to do. He has things that he wants to accomplish in this earth. And believe it or not, there are going to be some marvelous things that he wants to accomplish in eternity that we can never, ever dream. There's going to be new things, new jobs, new occupations, new things to study, new sciences, new music, new colors, new things. These things are not even going to be remotely familiar to us. For a God who's infinite, there's going to be infinite things to know. But our mind cannot understand that right now because we're finite. But when we become eternal, we're going to be able to absorb all of these things and continuously learn. I'm excited about this as an educator. Continuously learn and continuously do. We're all going to have a job. We're going to have a, I shouldn't say job. We're all going to have work and we are going to enjoy it. Because it's going to be a work perfectly fit for us. The perfect thing that that we can handle. And we're not going to be sad about it. There's going to be rewards that we might lose. Because we didn't do what we're supposed to. And there will be some sadness. But when the Lord gives us the things that we're going to do for eternity. 
we're it's going to be so much more joy to to even lose his blessing than to go to hell. I wouldn't advise to think like that. Think think about living holy and and and, and inheriting what he has for you because he has things planned out for you. But he's going to give it to someone else if we don't act right. I want my stuff. So we have his image. He's given us, us this image for a purpose. And we are to be like him. How risky was this for God to do this for us? Very risky. But he knew. He's an all-knowing God. He knew we were going to mess up. That's why he sent Jesus. Before he even spoke the first words in Genesis 1. He knew exactly what was going to happen from the beginning to the end. And he even sees what's happening millions and millions of years from now. Billions and billions and billions of years from now. He knows exactly what's going to happen that one moment, trillions of years from now. He knows. Can you fathom that? I can't. I can't even, I, can't, I have a hard time thinking past tomorrow. That's the kind of God we serve. He took a risk. But he made everything right so we can be okay in him. Psalms 8, 3 and 4. One of my favorite psalms. When I look at your heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Have you ever, it's probably better to see in the country, but have you ever looked up in the sky and see the constellations to see the, uh, the, the, um, the vastness of space, the moon? Have you ever tried to look at the sun real quick? <laughs> You've seen pictures online of what the sun looks like, what the planets look like, what the Milky Way looks like. The shapes of the constellations, what, what they look like. Beautiful. Beautiful. Have you looked at nature and how perfect it is? That nature doesn't even need man's help. It's natural. Beautiful. But guess what? He values us even more than the moon, than the stars, than the atmosphere. He values us more. What is man that you are mindful? What is it about man that you love us so much? Why do you love this lump of clay? These people who keep messing up over and over and over again. Why do you love us? People who constantly curse your name. People who purposely sin. Who purposely go back on your word. Who says, well, I'm under grace. I can sin a little bit. He'll still forgive me. We constantly take advantage of you. Of your kindness. Of your long suffering. What is man that you are mindful of him? That you care for him? Why? I think that is something that we're going to continuously learn in eternity. His love. It's immense. He values us more 
than the most miraculous thing that you can ever imagine. Everything has been made for us. Everything tangible in the natural has been made for us. There should no longer be low self-esteem. There should no longer be depression about what, what we look like because if, if you're fat, get skinny. You're skinny, get fat. If, 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 you, if there's things about your body you can't change, accept it and move on because God still loves you anyway. Just know that what we have going on is temporary. It's temporary. God wants us to value what he values. His image on us. He wants us to value us. That's why he wants us to love him and love people. He wants us to, the first, the, the first half of the commandment is all about loving him. The second part is loving man. Why do we love man just as much as we love him? It's because we have his image. Regardless if you are a murderer or a habitual fornicator or a pedophile or anything terrible, they still have his image on him. They still have his image on her. His image is on the one who, who, um, who, who shot up Columbine. His image is on Osama Bin Laden. His image is on... Uh, Hitler. His image was on those people who have done terrible things. His image is on people who have done great things. His image is on people who have done mediocre things, which is most of us. That's why we are to love him and to love people just the same. Because when he sees us, he sees him. Never ever talk down about yourself. Never ever talk down about your neighbor. Always have kind, uplifting words. If you can't say those things, shut your mouth. If you can't, if you can't say something that's going to uplift someone, shut your mouth. That's not why God has given you a mouth. He's given you a mouth for worship. He's given you a mouth for exaltation. To sing his praises and the praises of other people. To push people towards God. To gently nudge them towards him. This last quote is what I wrote. I wrote this last quote here. With all of that being said, when you look in the mirror, we are to see more than what is staring back at us. If we stick or if we stack all the material possessions we hold so dear and the things we value based upon the amount of money spent, they fail to comparison to the value God placed on his most beloved creation, man. What we are to value the most is the increase of our spiritual wealth, feeding God's most beloved creation, man. We have to place value on us. We have to agree with God about who we are. We, but here, here is the line. We have to understand that it is not pride 
to value God's creation. We are to value all of God's creations because God created. We don't lift ourselves up because of who we are. We lift ourselves up because who he has made us to be and who he is in us. It turns right back on him. So value yourself. Value what God values. Values. 